Hello to the humbled hopefuls of the world, the sincere seekers out there, and to all those who are still becoming. Welcome to this episode of The Wrong Conversation. I am David Peters, and today we are going to explore the life of a lie, and more specifically, a lie that my co-host Adrian had told for years. And in this conversation, he's going to confess to this lie, and then we're going to explore why he originally told it and why he now confesses to it. But our conversation isn't just about this one small lie, but all the lies we tell, the lies we tell others, and even the lies we tell ourselves. The motto of this show is, if you are finding yourself stuck somewhere in life, in love, or in yourself, it might be that you're stuck in the wrong conversation. So what is the wrong conversation about lying? What do we often miss or undervalue? But before we jump in, I just want to remind you that if you are enjoying these conversations, please don't forget to follow the show and maybe even leave us a review. Also, this show is on YouTube, so you can always watch us there if you prefer. And YouTube is a great place to leave comments because we do respond to the comments there, and sometimes they even inspire subjects for future episodes. If you want to know more about the show or get some extra access through the mailing list, please visit thewrongconversationpodcast.com. Okay, so with all that out of the way, please join us as we explore the life of a lie. Adrian, this was something that you kind of brought up the other day. That's something that that comes up for you a lot, not just in your work as a coach, but but just in life. And oh I was, my goodness! Yeah. So so <laughs> why? What what brought this up for you? And in me personally. Ooh. So ah. I'm, <laughs> it's going to be a confessional here, I think, is what's going to happen. The story I want to tell, though, starts pretty much around the fact that uh, I dropped out of high school. We both know that, but uh, for the, those who don't. And uh, it was probably at 16, by the way, so as soon as I could. And it was probably about a year later that I was probably sitting around a little too much. And I decided to do something, right? And that something was my first hitchhiking experience. And that was, uh, I decided to hitchhike to, at that time in my life, my musical hero, right? A prince. Anybody who knows me from the past knows that I'm a really big fan of Prince, right? And I was a crazy Prince fan back then. So I decided I'm going to hitchhike to Prince's studio, Paisley Park in Minneapolis. That's about two thirds of the way across the country from where I was in upstate New York. Left with about $10 in my pocket. Took me about three days to get there. Amazing experience. You would think that maybe in those three days, had a lot of time, you know, you're just driving, standing on the road, waiting, had a lot of time, that I might have come up with some great plan for what I would do once I arrived at his studio, right, David? (laughs) But I have to confess, zero. I show up at the studio, I'm standing there, you know, like a dream, right? This reality that that this didn't even seem real. And I don't know, I don't know what I'm gonna do, so, I decide to just walk myself right into the office, right into the front desk of, of Paisley Park Studios with my backpack and guitar in hand, right? <laughs> and I just announce myself pretty much, David. I just, <laughs> I just say, I'm Adrian, and I just hitchhiked from New York here to, to meet Prince. And she's like... <laughs> really? You know? <laughs> You've got tenacity. 
<laughs> if, you know, equal parts of tenacity and stupidity, I think. So <laughs> she says, look, you have to leave, you know? And I'm, I don't know why. I just, I don't think I expected it. I thought, I thought this act of bravery and tenacity was going to just, you know, come with the benefits of, of like, wow, you're amazing. Come on, we're going to take you back to meet Prince. You know, he's going to love to meet you. I don't know. Who knows where I was going. Leave. That was the clear message, right? Or I'm going to call the cops. So out with my backpack and guitar, I walk out the front door. Now I'm starting to think, gee, I got to have a plan. What am I doing? I just hitchhiked all this way. I'm starting to consider this. So this woman walks out and I just do it all over again. I don't know, knee jerk reaction or something. I just say, I'm Adrian. I just hitchhiked. She's like, oh my God, that's so cool. She goes, you know what? He's right inside there. So if you go in through that side door, you might just walk right into it. I'm like, holy crap, wicked cool, right? So she's super sweet. She was so sweet. She walks away. I am like maybe two steps towards that door, David, and there's a hand on my shoulder. And there's this big security guy saying, look, if you don't leave the premises right now, we're calling the cops. So, <laughs> ooh. So there I go outside. I have to get off the property. I'm standing on the corner with my backpack and guitar in hand. And I'm really scrambling in my head like, crap, what am I doing? Now I'm realizing like, what a... So as I'm sitting there trying to figure this out, a car starts pulling out of the parking lot and it pulls out in front of me and takes a right turn and people are looking at me, I'm sure, right? Some weirdo kid with a backpack and guitar. And in the back seat is Prince. And he, we make eye contact and he pulls out the road and drives away and I'm like, wow, you know. Long story short, I saw a couple other things. End up home in a couple of days. Maybe I think I got home faster too, actually. Um, amazing experience, right? Amazing experience. What does this have to do with lying? What does this have to do with lying, David? Well, all of that story is 100% true, except to the very end. I told that story that way many, many times, and it bothered me. Once I did it, it was hard to take it back, right? Prince never pulled out in a car in front of me. I never saw Prince and we never made eye contact. I did that whole shtick, you know, I did that whole thing. I run all the way out there, did all this stuff, had an amazing time. But that little detail I had lied about all of most of my life. I, I've stopped that quite a long time ago now. That's like a detail I'll just leave out actually, right? But for many people, I don't know, David, did I ever tell you that? Have you ever heard that story before? You know, if I don't you remember. did, it's been 20 years since and I've forgotten all <laughs> right. the details. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So why did I do it? That's the interesting question, right? Now, this is a silly little thing, and, but I thought it might be a fun way to start. First of all, it's a confessional, because I do think the truth is important. So we'll probably get there at some point in this conversation. So it, it comes down to that really simple uh, concept of instant gratification, right? So when I, because here was the problem, though. The moment I told that the first time, I don't think I even planned it probably, right? I'm telling the whole thing and I'm feeling like this is anticlimactic, right? So I have to have some sort of <laughs> climax here. That, that, that's sort of probably what I was thinking or feeling. So I do it. So I say the lie. Instantly, that was great. Everybody's like, whoa, wow, really? Oh, cool. But ever after that, because once I told it, I mean, this is the simple fact everybody knows about lies, right? One begets the other, right? Like, like once I told it like that, I couldn't not tell it that way every single time. It probably wasn't more than twice before I was sick of telling it that way. Yeah. Right? Well, but, you, learned, at, you learned one of the great truths about lies is that yeah. lies are loans with interest. You borrow- You broke up. Uh, lies are loans 
with interest. Yes. <laughs> right? You borrowed for the short-term gratification. You borrowed yep. from tomorrow for the sake of today. But right. now what you've learned is once you lie, that you have to maintain that lie. And that's the interest on the loan. That's the extra right. you have to pay. Right? Because right. now you always have to upkeep this lie. And that's a lot of work. It is. And not only is it work, but every time it just, it hits you a little harder on the inside, knowing that it's false. Like I felt I had, I felt the need to make more of that story because I had done all of that for nothing in a way, right? It could seem that way, right? At least I could say I saw him and we made eye contact and it just felt like there was more, right? Now here's the funny thing, and I'm going to end here for now. Here's the funny thing. It always bothered me. And it always took a little something away from the story because you know what? It was an extraordinary experience, whether I saw Prince or not. So in some strange way, by trying to make it more, in my inner world, I actually made it less, if that makes any sense. Because it was some sort of struggle there always, you know, some sort of sense of, of my inauthenticity. It was a very authentic thing I did, but then I ended it. Does that make any sense, dude? It does. Well, I like how you say that, that, you know, you told the story, maybe, maybe to save face or out of a feeling of lack or, but that, it, that although it may have made the story sound a little sexier, it actually took something away. It did. And that's be, it's because lies and goals, because I think lies are tools to serve goals, but goals come in layers, right? Yeah. So there's a surface goal yes. of, I want to look cool. But there's a deeper goal that I want to be authentic to myself, right? right? right. I want to live authentically, you know? And, and, sure. and, and this is why this subject of lies, I think, is so interesting just to, just to open up with this, is that, is that a, a lie can serve one goal and, and take down another simultaneously. Yeah. Right? I think it almost always does. I mean, inevitably. I don't know if, you know... I think about why why you started out a liar or, or why you started out thinking that it was a something worth trying on and then why you stopped thinking it was something worth trying on. So I think you started thinking it was something worth trying on because it did get you something cheap in the short term, right? Yeah. It did get mm -hmm. you something. And then it maybe, it, but not just about the print story, but just about lying to stay out of trouble. Or oh, yeah. lying not to hurt someone's feelings, like you, like so. That's why you would lie, and it's let's give the lie its due. It's a tool that that helps those things happen. But, but then there are, but then later in life, I think you realize the danger of the lie, with I, which I think can be summed up in just the one thing you said about the Prince story, which was, it made the story sound more exciting on the surface, but to me, it removed something from my yeah. own experience, like it cheapened yeah. what I did. It cheapened what I, yeah. And, and why do you choose to serve the truth now? And it's because your relationship with goals has become more and more sophisticated. And you understand mm. that the highest goal might be to serve the truth or to follow the truth. And that there's such a benefit to following that highest goal that you've learned through being humbled through experience that all the little goals under it. If you serve those, it doesn't actually get you as far. I feel like whenever we lie, 
it comes from this trying to fill something, like feeling a lack of something that we're trying, like, again, like you're saying a goal, like you're not, it's a cheap way to accomplish the goal. Maybe that's another way of saying it, right? Like, because you're feeling like there's something lacking there. And if I do this, I can cut corners, so to speak, and get where I want to go, where I need to go quicker. Because you're feeling like if you if you stand up, it's not going to get done. But like I, you know, because like you've said before too, David, the means are the end. Uh, yeah, the means are the ends. Like in other words, if that's how you try to get there, that's how you got there. You know, there, there's always the question in life: Do the ends justify the means? And that's a great question to ask about lying, right? Because because right. the lie might be the means to an end. I mean, it's a tool. It's a means to an end, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But but. One thing that we've talked about in previous episodes is that where are the ends? When do you reach the the ultimate goal? When do you get somewhere that you're happy to stay? Like, where is the end? Besides death, where is the end for you? Like, no matter where you get to, there's always somewhere else you're trying to go. So there is no end. So that life is really more about the means. Like, maybe there are no ends. So all you're left with are the means. So maybe it's a better strategy in life to focus on the means instead of on the ends. Right, right. Which, right. which because, reinvents that right. idea between goals and lies, right? So, so maybe you ought to think more about how you serve your goal instead of the goal you, you know, just the goal. You said earlier in this conversation, you said a lie is a cheap way to get something done. Yeah. It is a cheap way. It's a very efficient way to, to grease the wheels, to get something done, to make something happen. But cheap ways only ever win you cheap goals. That's it. The means are the ends, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so at some point, you can lie your way and get all kind of stuff in the world. And so it looks like the world is built out of lies and that it pays to be a good liar. And it does on one level. But nobody wants to stay on that level. Or even if they think they do, they still feel this mysterious emptiness inside because they lack authenticity. If there is a word that sells coaching, it is the word authenticity or being your authentic self, or living your authentic life. You will see that plastered everywhere. There's self-help and coaching and spiritual guidance or anything. I've used it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, authentic (laughs) personal power, right? That's yours. That's yours. It is. And, And I think that people have a so we talk about, I talk about goals. And so people have a goals to get a job or to get into a relationship or to get all this stuff, but goals come in layers and the deepest goals. I I do believe that the deepest goal is to be able to live authentically. Yeah. Because it makes life a lot simpler because you're not paying all those loans with interest, which are lies. Lies are loans with interest because you have to maintain a lie. You have to main, you have to, you have to get worried that, it's going to come out and yeah, there's just all kind of trouble that, that comes with, uh, with too many lies. And so authenticity is a clean slate. It's a, it's a simple life. It's a simple, safer life in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it seems like that, but the path there looks so treacherous. Why? Because of all the reasons we said why people do lie. Exactly. Yeah. Often I will express sort of what you're starting to say, or, or you know, you're saying a lot of things, too, but that simple isn't easy. Those no. are two different things, no, right? Completely different. Yeah. yeah. Simple is everything you said it is, but that isn't easy. 
again, this comes back down to the instant gratification in a weird way, right? I mean, uh, uh, so, so that's the, and that's what we don't lead with. <laughs> so yes. we lead with authenticity in our trying to sell coaching, but we don't lead with simple is not easy. You know, it's, it's going to be a lot of work. Yeah. It's going to be hard. You're going to have to really face things about yourself. If you want to be authentic, you got to really look inside and deal with all these things that you've been avoiding all these years, you know, or all these things that have been pushed on yeah. you, all the lies that have been pushed on you about yourself. But you've got to face it. You're not going to be authentic until you go there. Well, what kind of authentic connection could you possibly have if it's built on a lie? Right? Yes. That's going to last, too. It, you might make love or something, right? If that was your goal to have sex or something like that might work and you might have, it. so you'll have some sort of connection, but how's that going to last if it's built totally? Well, on? you'll have sex, but you won't make love. <laughs> That's a good point too. I love that distinction. Yeah. You can't, you couldn't in a way, yeah. right? I mean, lying will get you a lot of things and it's true. And I think it's it really will. important to acknowledge it, but it won't get you the ultimate thing that you, that I think most people want, which is authenticity, right. congruence, depth, connection, uh, you know, all those things. And, but when all the, when all the evidence in the world tells you that lying is, is lying works and, (laughs) you know, it's, it's it's hard to make that leap. It really requires a lot of faith that like, okay, I'm going to give up everything that I've seen work on the ground in real life, the real ugly world. And I'm just going to trust in flowers and rainbows and authenticity now (laughs) and and just suddenly feel connection and congruence. You know, it's hard. It's a big leap. Sure. And you just either ordered me to death here. I can't even. (laughs) You just you just present a black and white argument that is absolutely not how it is. So I have to make sure we say that. It hurt. I was like, oh, man, stop, David. You're, you're, you know, we're, we're Call trying me to out. sell it's the okay. truth Call here. Me out. Sell Call the me truth. Out. Uh, you know, no, yeah. Accuracy no, is kind. You know what I mean? No. I mean, because kindness. it's not. Yeah. Because you can do both. But you yes. have to. But you have to prioritize that other thing. It's somewhere in the middle. I, you know, and and it can be done. I'd like to think that you and I are working our way there, David. You know, we're we're trying to figure that out to balance those two worlds. I think a lot of our conversations end up going here, and it might sound like a a big leap from just talking about lies. But it's just really good to understand that in your journey through life, uh, the things that work in the beginning to get you your first steps going, you know, maybe some lies work and, or you can look around the world and see evidence that lying works. Yeah, it works for some things, but there are limits to it. It doesn't work for the big thing that you're after. So can you stop lying? Maybe not, because there's always a piece of you on the ground trying to make things happen. But, <laughs> but, but the. Well, what kind of authentic connection could you possibly have if it's built on a lie? Right? Yes. That's going to last, too. It, you might make love or something, right? If that was your goal to have sex or something, like that might work and you might have. So you'll have some sort of connection. But how's that going to last if it's built totally Well, you'll have sex, but you won't make love. <laughs> That's a good point, too. I love that distinction. Yeah. You can't. You couldn't in a way, yeah. right? I mean, well, I think yeah. that that gets us to a good place on can you stop lying? So I guess I will take a moment to invite people to, if, if you're enjoying these conversations, to please like the video. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, please uh, follow us and leave a review. That's really important. That means a lot to the whole uh, 
helping this thing grow, adding energy to it, as you put it once, David. I loved when you said that. Um, comments. And that's not even, screw the energy part. That is just useful. We love it, <laughs> right? And you can lie. Uh, you can it, lie in your comments so we can <laughs> fake it till we make it, you know? <laughs> that's right.